Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJs. Proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DEGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Friday, and I'm talking with James. James, we're going to Fight Island today, right? Yeah, we're off to uh, Abu Dhabi. No, we actually are, uh, boys. Me and Arch are off to Abu Dhabi. We've got front row seats to UFC 251. You really? I cannot wait. No. <laughs> oh, I was like, fuck, man, no. how'd you pull that? <laughs> no, obviously only the select few get to go, but I didn't even try to, you know, I'm not professional just yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Well, hopefully in the near future, but no, we've got such a great card this weekend. Um, it's been a two-week hiatus, hasn't it, since I'd last been on, so yeah. you've had a break of me chatting a load of shite, but <laughs> unfortunately you got me back on tonight uh, today, so uh, yeah, it should be a good show. We are ready for you and your shite. Shit. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, whatever floats your boat, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So what have you been up to? Did you go out drinking last weekend? Because you guys finally got released, right? You can go outside again. Um, yeah, like obviously it was official that we could go out, but we're still under not necessarily strict rules, but they've relaxed them a little bit. Um, obviously clubs, social, all sorts of social clubs, like cinemas, etc., that are still closed, but they obviously allowed us to go out drinking and obviously they've all set up social distancing regulations and all that and you have to order online so you know obviously they prepared for it and yeah it's good to finally get out of the house not like i did before but we'll keep that under the cosh a bit oh okay, but no, okay. it's finally good to, <laughs> it's finally good to come out that's yeah. good so you didn't end up with a pikey wife right uh surprisingly not okay <laughs> we had to keep a low profile going into town because obviously like i said previously taunton isn't the finest of uh <laughs> stomping grounds for us Brits. <laughs> understood understood 
All right, man. Well, let's get to it. You want to start at the top? You know me too well. We'll probably go from the top to bottom. If that's all right with you. Uh, that's, that's fine. The bottom is, is pretty far down the bottom. I'm, you know, I'm just saying. Yeah, we've got a lot of fights this weekend, haven't we? We do. We do. All right, let's 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 get to it, man. <laughs> let's, let's go. Um, so, obviously, starting with the main event, Kamaru Usman versus Jorge Masvidal. Now, originally, obviously, any sort of UFC fan would know, originally, it was supposed to be Gilbert Burns. However, last Friday, he had to pull out, unfortunately, due to testing positive for COVID. And it's a bit of a shame, really, because... He's probably one of the more active welterweights out there right now in the division. And in 2020, it's fair to say that he deserved a shot. But unfortunately, he had to pull out. And um, you've got to respect street Jesus, Jorge Masvidal, for stepping on on six days' notice to fight the champion. And I'm really, really looking forward to this one because, you, you know, on six days' notice, you, you, you still know Masvidal is going to bring it. And my God, what a fight it is to bring it. I mean, Kamaru Usman's, what, 16-1 and at the top of my head. He's unbeaten in God knows how long, I think. With uh, Masvidal, you know, he had that terrific 2019, knocked out Darren Till in, uh, in London, in my home country, knocked out Ben Askren, which is the quickest knockout in the history of UFC, and then defeated Masvidal, uh, defeated Nate Diaz to win the uh, the BMF title. So it was, a, it was, the title shot was coming for Masvidal, but... <clears throat> I think negotiations broke down and then the UFC gave it to Burns, but it, it's good that he's finally got the shot. But this one isn't certainly going to be an easy ride for Masvidal because, <laughs> as you know, stepping in on short notice with that not much of a training camp, not time to prepare as dangerous as it gets, especially for a guy facing Usman. And I think with um, Masvidal... When you look at it on paper, he's got a clear striking advantage over Usman. And considering how hard it will be to enjoy the championship rounds, he may have to sort of take a similar approach to the Askren fight, maybe try and get him done early. However, you, you never know. I think Usman's best bet really is to sort of take him down early on and just sort of control the fight because in terms of striking, Usman, he sort of lacks in terms of striking compared to Masvidal. I'm not, I'm not saying he's not a great striker because he proved it against Kobe Covington when he knocked him out, but it just doesn't compare to Masvidal. And why would the champion want to go fist to fist with Masvidal when he could use his great wrestling background and obviously the threat on the floor? But with that being said, Masvidal, his defence and his wrestling is not that bad himself, but against a guy like Usman you just don't know and I think you never know after I know I said Masvidal's best bet is to get it early but after 15 minutes or so if the fight still lasts which I think it will um, Masvidal can sort of look for the finish try and keep it on the stand-in so it's, it's certainly going to be an interesting one but you know six days notice against a guy like Kamaru Usman yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to back the Nigerian nightmare on this one <laughs> I'm going for an Usman via decision Usman by decision. All right, let's look at this. All right, so the, just the standard betting lines. Usman opened up minus 292, went down to minus 247. So mm. that, that's an interesting little shift. Masvidal opened up 238, 205 now. So it looks like, you know, people are taking a taking a flyer on Masvidal just with payout what it is. Mm. No, I'm not surprised yeah. because I've seen across social media – now everyone's bigging up Masvidal and they're looking forward to seeing him fight. And I mean, 
when the fight's standing, he does have the power to put anyone in that welterweight division away. So if he can catch Usman clean early on, then who knows? But I, I don't see Masvidal winning on six days' notice, but you never know. <laughs> you, you never know. So you've got him in, I'm sorry, decision or? Yeah, very decision, uh, Kamar Usman. Usman by decision is plus 175. I like it. Decision 175. All right. I, you know, I don't like laying that much necessarily. Minus 247, but I think I probably will. I think Usman does take it. Uh, mm. I, don't, I don't know about decision. I don't know about that. But well, What's your prediction then, Arch? Oh, uh, well, Usman wins. Let's just say it that yeah. way. I'll, I'll lay the 247. <laughs> I don't have yeah, the no, I, I don't have the, the refined palate or the you know sensibilities you have. So I'll, I'll just <laughs> oh, yeah, take a side. Money, money, well, first. Yeah, yeah. All right. Next up. Oh wow. Kermain. Yep. Volkanovski versus Max Holloway. There you go. Again. That's another cracker. We've obviously got three title fights this weekend. Um Wow. This this is just such a great fight. I'm looking forward to this one. I mean Volkanovski, he's unbeaten in 18. I think he has not lost a fight since 2013. Um, you know, it's such a, it's such a tough one. Many, I, I, I'm a big fan of Volkanovski, but I'm also a big fan of Holloway. And I think going into that fight with Holloway the first time, Volkanovski was very confident in his ability. He was very determined to win the belt. And I think going into the fight, he was saying how, you know, all the challenges before Max Holloway, they all approached it wrong. I'm going to be the guy to beat him and dethrone the champion. And, you know, fair play, in my opinion, I think he won four rounds to four, but he certainly dominated the fight and obviously got the belt. Now the rematch is here. I think in the first fight, Volkanovski beat up Holloway a lot with the leg kicks and his timings in the way he explodes and attacks. So if Holloway, you know, doesn't sort of, if he hasn't prepared correctly for the fight with Volkanovski, then we could go see it go the same way. But like I said, I'd love to back Holloway. He's one of the reasons why I follow UFC. He's such a great fighter. And I think what didn't fill me with confidence going into this week was when Holloway said, I don't know if I'm getting it word for word, but he said something like, I haven't done much sparring over the training sort of camp and et cetera, et cetera. So I'm just, I don't know if the fight will go the same way, but Volkanovski executed the fight the perfect game plan to defeat a guy like Holloway in the first fight. And I think he'll look to do the same again, both elite strikers, but I think we'll see the exact same decision. Really. I've got Volkanovski by decision. Volkanovski by decision. So he opened up minus two Oh one. He's shifted down to minus two thirteen. So I mean, it's not a big shift, but it is a shift. So mm. Holloway opened up plus one seventy one. He's plus one eighty now. So it looks like yeah, it looks like Volkanovski should take it. Mike Perry convinced me that you don't necessarily need a corner, right, or much sparring. Or <laughs> that 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 is that's very true. And um, I don't know if you saw what happened to Mike very recently. No, what happened? But, um, did, did she leave him already? Well, she might do after this. I think um, he was at a club or something at a bar over in America, wherever he lives. And I think some blokes or some guys were chatting up his girlfriend decided to, let's just say, decided to sort of beat everyone up and he punched an old man, knocked him out apparently, and hit a couple of women as well, apparently. So he's just certainly 
in the trouble with the UFC and he's he's just crazy man I'm just you know you don't go around bars beating up women and other blokes and old men but yeah but on the flip side you don't go talk <laughs> to a crazy motherfucker's girlfriend either you know yeah <laughs> yeah you, you certainly sort of knew what they're in for with Mike Perry <laughs> but yeah like you said you, you just never know it's unpredictable with Mike Perry and obviously this corner you don't need that much sparring but this is different. This is for a world championship fight. I mean, Mike Perry, with no disrespect, it's nowhere near a sort of title fight. But for Max Holloway, you need some sort of training for a guy like Holloway. Uh, Volkanovski, excuse me. All right, so you've got Volkanovski, the Volkanovski decision? Yes, sir. That's plus 105. Decision plus 105. Oh. This is a close fight. I don't think I'm going to, I personally, I don't think I'm going to lay any money on it, but mm. gun to my head, I probably would take Holloway with that payout because it's it, the, the implied probability with Max Holloway being plus 180 is 35, like 35.7%. Mm. You're telling me Holloway doesn't have a 36% chance to win the fight. To be honest, I think he's got more of a, 35% chance to win. I don't think they're doing that uh, sort of justice towards Holloway. I think they're sort of overlooking him a bit. You know, don't get me wrong. Holloway used to be the champion himself. Don't think, I think a fair few have forgotten about that. He's one of the greats of featherweight. I mean, if he goes back tomorrow and reclaims his title, then that just secures him as one of the, the greats. I mean, he's just got such a versatile game and he's just, he's just so unbelievably good. But, you know, he, he does have a chance. I'll give you that. And it, this is a, this is a fifty-fifty split. It's tough to put your money on a clear winner because it's it's up in the air. Like I said, it's a fifty-fifty coin okay. toss. Really, you just don't know. Right. So you've got the decision. I'm going to lean Holloway. I'm not going to pull the trigger. If you're an action junkie, if you have to bet every single fight, hmm. James is saying Volkanovski. I'm saying just throw some money on Holloway plus one eighty. You know, get, get, yeah, no, get paid. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next one. Jan and Aldo. Pieter Jan versus Jose Aldo. This is a this is a tough one, man. I think I uh, Jan is unbeaten in nine. It's obviously one. Obviously, like I say, he's unbeaten in nine. He's certainly been a revelation in the UFC. He's unbeaten in the promotion. He's very versatile, Jan, but mainly sort of well-known for his striking and on paper, you know, he doesn't have the sort of CV that Aldo has, but on paper he has skills. We, we would say, we would say resume is. over here. He did, yeah. Resume. Right, just to clarify, he has the, he doesn't have the resume. There we go. There we go. <laughs> on, on Aldo. Um, it, it's a tough one. Everyone's sort of favoring Jan on this one, but I want to try and be a bit optimistic and try and be in Aldo's corner, try and sort of give him some tip and sort of give people um, ways in which Aldo can win because when you look at it on paper, Jan's resume, <laughs> he, hasn't, he hasn't defeated the sort of the good contenders in that division. I mean, he beat Uriah Faber in this last fight. Don't get me wrong, he's a legend of the game, but he's getting on a bit. He beat Jimmy Rivera. Again, not a well-established high rank bantamweight. Then John Dodson. Again, not a high-rated fighter. So with Aldo, uh, he lost his last fight on his debut to Marlon Moraes. Uh, my personal opinion, I think Aldo edged that. 
it was the controversial one, and then he lost to Volkanovski before that. But <laughs> it really is a tough one. I think Aldo, we need to see the old Josie Aldo for this fight. I think he needs to sort of go back to the leg kicks, which were just on another level back in the day. I think we need to see a vintage performance and that sort of aspect from Aldo. And, and going into this one, I mean, he's got the, the better resume and the better record and all that. So, but he's still the underdog going into this one. And we haven't seen the best of Jan yet, in my opinion. So this, this is again, my, my head says Jan, but my heart wants Aldo because, you know, they're both similar in terms of they've got a great striking ability. You know, got, great cardio to last the full five rounds I think it's it, this one in my opinion will go the five rounds because like I said I say they both got good cardio but Petr Jan I don't think I think he's only had one fight in his whole career that's gone past the third round so it'll be very interesting to see how he deals going into the championship rounds because obviously Aldo he's been in that game for a long long time he's a former champion I've been in 10 years so we never know, but I know I big Aldo up a lot on this sort of preview, uh, but I think it goes to a decision. <laughs> oh, guns in my head. I want, like I said, heart uh, Aldo, but I'm going for Yan by decision. Yan by decision. All right. Yep. I get you plus 275. It's not bad. It's not bad. All right, uh, the, the the money lines. Uh, Yan opened up minus two twenty six. He's minus two thirteen now, so he's getting better. Aldo mm. opened up plus one ninety four. He's plus one eighty now, and he's getting worse. Mm. So it looks like you know people. Are, this is the same case. People are throwing some money on the underdog. Mm. Enough money to make the line move. I, I, you know, I think I will take a piece of this. I'm going to bet Aldo to win. Really? Yeah, I'm going to take that plus one eighty. Have you got a uh, round decision? Or are you just taking out? <laughs> I'm still trying to get my. I, I'm still, you know, baby stepping my way through all the UFC. I, I, I haven't got the round decision thing yet. <laughs> Figured out. <laughs> no. But I like Aldo plus the 180. Again, give me a 36 percent chance for Aldo to win the fight. Mm, no, 100 percent. Obviously, I like I said in my heart, I want Aldo because he's just been in around the game for a long time. He knows the deal, and I think the pair have sparred before. And I think from what I heard, um, one of the coaches was favouring Aldo in this fight. But then again, it was Aldo's coach, so the bias could be there. But <laughs> <laughs> you never know. I mean, I, I really, I'm a big fan of Aldo. He's one of the greats, but I hope he gets the job done. But Jan is just a killer in that division right yeah, now. And yeah. you, you, you know, it's, it's a 50-50 split, really. Right. He's, he's minus 213 for a reason. Let's, you know, so, mm. yeah. All right. Oh, next up. This is going to be a very interesting one as well. I like the looks of uh, this fight. Uh, Jessica Andrade versus Rose Namajunas. Now, obviously, we all remember that iconic moment when Rose knocked out Joanna young Jacek the first time and everyone went mad because Joanna was the strawweight king, uh, queen, excuse me, the strawweight queen back in the day. And everyone was saying who was going to be the woman to beat Joanna. And then for Rose to do what she did, sensational. And I think, although she her last fight was against Andrade, she lost, she lost the title. Did not look good. Many, did not look good no, in that fight. No, she didn't look too great. And I think, after that, she took some time off. She's actually was very 
cautious as to whether or not she wants to come back, whether or not she wants to step in the cage. So you've got to respect her for coming back in, stepping up against the guy, uh, woman, excuse me, she lost to originally. Um, yeah, like I said, you've got to give her some respect. Very, both fighters, I think Andrade is just a more experienced fighter. She's been around the game for a while, but like I said, Rose is the first. She's his former champion, and I think oh, it's, this is a tough one. I think Nami Yunus has got to be very cautious going into this fight because the same result could happen in the exact same way. She's got to keep the distance by literally moving laterally, jumping in and out of the range, sort of using her jab ability to advantage over Andrade. And I think she's got good power over the Brazilian. Um, like I said, what Nami Yunus will want to do is to avoid Andrade's ability just to sort of her power just to knock out anyone in that division. And with that being said, I think just with her movement and her sort of technical ability and her reach and the sort of the well-rounded skills on the feet, uh, I think Nami Yunus will take this one. I, I, I like Nami Yunus a lot in this fight. I think Andrade, she's just 50-50 fighter. I mean, like I said, she beat Nami Yunus, but then she lost immediately to Wei Lee. And I think this will be the perfect comeback for Rose. And I'm going for a decision victory for Nami Yunus. All right. Rose, Thug Rose by decision is plus 175. All right. Got you in there. Let's see. So on, Jessica opened up plus 160. She's plus 171 now. So no, mm. not many people are taking her, it looks like. Uh, Rose opened up minus 187. She's minus 202 now. Mm. So she's she's getting worse, and Jessica's getting better. Uh, I don't like this one at all. I think you're right. I think Rose should win, but mm. she's such a fucking head case, man. She's mental. <laughs> I, no, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I just don't know what to what to make of her. Mm. I mean, I'm I'm gonna I would lean with you. I, I'm not gonna. Yeah bet my own money on this one but if you're an action junkie like i said you need to bet every fight probably thug rose hmm. i don't know is jessica andrage is kind of undefeated against uh you know mental patients whose coaches have groomed them to be their <laughs> wife since they were teenagers <laughs> but, you know you're all right i mean she obviously has beaten her before but i no, i agree with you i think it's it's, it's a close one to call you just never know but like i said gun to my head yeah. Nami Yunus. <laughs> yeah, Nami Yunus by decision, plus 175. <laughs> yeah. There you go. All right. Next. The next one. This yeah. is this is a weird one. This I'm surprised she's returned. Uh, Paige Van Zandt versus Amanda Ribas. I think they were, the pair were originally scheduled to fight a couple months ago, early this year, but I think hey, uh, Paige has suffered with an injury. I think it was an arm injury or something. Like that. I don't know. But the fight never went ahead, so it's taking place now. This is her last fight in the UFC, and I don't think she's been very vocal as of yet in terms of her wanting to sign on and stay on in the MMA industry because I think Paige, obviously, she's a part-time model as well, I believe it's on me, so she's sort of loving that sort of industry, whereas with Rebus, she's certainly an up-and-coming prospect. Uh, she's 9-1, and one in, uh, she's unbeaten in the UFC, I believe, at the top of my head, and I think... This is this is a good fight. I think Van Zant is a great grappler, but you know, with all the, the rebound, she's Brazilian. She's got that hard, big jiu-jitsu advantage, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So she's greater in that sort of department. 
she's a black belt in judo, I believe, and in jiu-jitsu. But her wrestling has sort of enabled Rebus to sort of take control of over her fellow opponents over the recent times. And I think Van Zandt, the best bet for her is to sort of try and keep the fight standing where she's where she's she's pretty decent on the standing. She's got good striking, she's got a couple of knockout wins under her belt, but she doesn't hold that many notable wins over the bigger fighters. So this is primarily or one of her biggest fights to date. So Van Zandt is very tough. She's got the speed and the movement to cause Rivas some problems, but you know, the Brazilian, she's nine and one, she's hungry. Oh, I've got back Rebus in this one. I think she gets it done by a, a ooh, second round submission. Mm. Rebus by submission plus one hundred five. Wow, mm. I can't believe you're getting that. I can't believe you're getting that at all. <laughs> a lot of people tend to favor Rebus for a decision. I think many are back in the full fifteen. Somewhere she opened up. Rebus did minus six forty three. She's minus mm. eight twenty five now. Jesus. Yeah, it's one of the biggest. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. So, hundred percent. It's it's yeah. Van Zant opened up plus four sixty five. She's five fifty now. Plus five fifty now. So Vegas mm. is giving you know no chance to Paige to win this fight. <laughs> no chance. And I'm shocked you're getting a plus line at, at you know even on a submission, a minus eight twenty five favorite. It's getting a plus line on submission and uh, and uh, decision. So plus mm. one hundred five, plus one ten. Either way. Rebus. Hey, good luck with that. <laughs> you probably that's probably easy money. Too rich for my mm. blood. I'm gonna sit this one out. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you to be honest. It's, it's, it's one sided bite about on paper when you look at it. <laughs> All right. Oh, good. We got some names that you can pronounce. Uh, oof. the featured fight in the prelims, Vulcan Uzdemir. I've nailed that one versus Christ. Yuri Prajaka. Oh, God's sake, I'll probably butcher that one. Yuri Prajaka, the Czech Republic. I'll just call him the Czech guy. The Czech guy. The Czech, the Czech guy, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm liking the looks of this one. This is such. This this has all the ingredients to be one of the fights of the night. I'm heavily looking forward to this one. I think Volkan Ustamir. His nickname is No Time, I believe. And if you've watched his fights, he lives up to that nickname. He's got a lot of first round knockouts under his belt. And he was going into the UFC on a roll, couple fights unbeaten, I think. And he got a shot against Daniel Cormier, who was then champion, lost. And then he went on a two fight losing streak after DC to Smith and then to Reyes. So he's got back on track recently. I think he beat. Ieri Lafiti and then defeated a rising contender in Alexander Rakic uh, last December, I think. The, the thing is, they're, they're both similar fighters. Uh, Vulcan is two inches or two or three inches smaller than Jiri. This is going to be a tough fight for Vulcan. Whereas with Jiri, he's making his UFC debut. He's 26 and 3. Oh my God, he's got so many. I think eight of his last 10 wins have come by a knockout in the first round. He's unbeaten in 10. So to get eight wins by a knockout in the first round, 
it's very it's a scary thought for Volpin and like I said, I think twenty three of his wins have come via form of knockout, so it's certainly gonna be a tough one and Volpin, I do not expect this fight to last the full distance. Saying that I'll probably jinx it now, I'll probably go the full fifteen, it'll be a boring <laughs> fight. Um, both are gonna be guns blazing right from the get go, the heavy strikers. With Vulcan, obviously he's the smaller bloke, and I think going into this one he's got to use his kickboxing ability just to sort of maintain that rage and sort of keep out of striking distance of Yuri. But Vulcan's more experienced fighter in terms of the UFC aspect, whereas Yuri's making his debut. But I'm going to back the debutant in this one. I'm going for a Yuri Pajashka win by a second round TKO. Wow. Mm. I like it. Yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, you won't hear it anywhere else either. Um, <laughs> uh, Vulcan opened up minus 156. He's minus 150 now. So a little bit of shift. Mm. No, I mean, nothing major. Yuri opened up plus 135, and he's plus 130 now. So another little shift right there. Nothing nothing too crazy here. Second round TKO. Let's see. Well, let's just see. Yuri wins by... Well, I can't find it now. I just had it up, and now it's disappeared on me. Vulcan. There we go. Vulcan wins by, just period, wins by TKO KO or submission. Plus 125. That's mm. not bad. That's not bad. So let's get you in. Plus 125 here. This is another fight that looks to me to be, like you said, you, you've been harping this, too close. Too close to call for me. I would probably, I'd probably lean against you. I'd probably take mm. Vulcan plus, minus the one fifty, but I don't like it enough to to bet. I think it's, I think it's probably way too close to call. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think someone's getting knocked out in this fight, and you know they both got a great power in their hands. Anything can happen tomorrow night. So, yeah, if you, if you're a gambling man and you're very brisky with your bets, you know, take either one where I finish. But you know, I would I wouldn't blame you if you just sort of sat this one out and put your money elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, sit sit it out if you're not sure. <laughs> <laughs> wow Vulcan Vulcan wins in the second round plus 550 oh there you go okay oh this is another one for you to pronounce here we go oh god uh, Elizu Zaleski versus DeSantos versus um, Muslim Salikov hey, not bad. I don't know about that bad. one not, not bad, bad. <laughs> um, Zaleski DeSantos lost in his UFC debut to Dalby and Ever since then, he's gone on such a great winning streak. I think he's seven straight at the top of my head, or he's on a good streak at the moment. Um, I think he's got three inches reach of the uh, Salikov, and they're both they're very, 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 very good sort of strikers in that sort of the welterweight division. And I'm really this is another fight I'm looking forward to. I think. Salikov's produced so many, well, a fair few great highlight reel knockouts over in recent times. He's 16 and 2, and he's a sort of, he's a bit of a versatile fighter as well. But I think this one's sort of going to stay standing, and who's sort of got the edge in terms of striking. And uh, it's, it's a tough one, I think, in terms of the Technical wise, I think Selikov's more well rounded. He's got the better, he's got the kickboxing, he's got the striking. In terms of the well rounded and sort of different approaches when it comes to striking, I think Selikov sort of isn't the favourite on that one. I think Zaleski likes to mix it up. 
Zaleski's takedowns could sort of put the cat amongst the pigeons, as we like to say, and sort of go to surprise Selikov. But he's got he's got good um, wrestling de- defense, so you never know. So if Selikov can keep standing where he is, honestly, a real knockout artist. I think we'll see someone getting knocked out, and I'm going for a, a Salikov by a second round TKO. Oh, second round TKO. All right, let's look at here. They both opened up minus 107. So mm. either side, minus 107. Uh, Salikov is minus 137 now. DeSantis is plus 119. Yeah. It kind of surprised me it moved this much because on paper, you look at these stats, it looks really close. Mm. What do you, yeah, I just, and you got Salikov. I'm, you know, when I, when I was looking at it this morning, I said, I'm going to bet Dos Santos. Mm. Uh, so I'm still, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to take him yeah, plus yeah, 119. Don't, don't, don't let me change your mind. <laughs> You're no, no, man. no. We're good. We're good. <laughs> Let's see. So, no, go ahead. No, like I said, um, Zaleski's got the more experience on paper. So they're, they're both sort of experienced and they like to mix it up, Zaleski. So you, you never know. But I'm back in Salikov. And will, you know, like I said, don't let me sway your mind there, I think. You put your money on Sileski. <laughs> and I'll be sure to laugh in your face later when Sileski uh, There you wins. go. There you go. Uh, so TKO Salikov is mm. plus 187. Mm. That's not a good number. 187. You know, that's not, no. that's not a good number. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, so got you in. All right, locked and loaded. We can move on. We can move on because we've still got a fair few, I think. It's on my head, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've just got to go through each one quickly now. Um, Marquan oh, Amakani versus Danny Henry. Uh, Marquan is a weird one. He's been around the combat sports MMA game for a while, but his resume, as you'd call it, doesn't sort of back that. He's 15 and 4. <sighs> he's, he's sort of in and around the contention, sort of. The, in terms of the featherweight area, he sort of gets the job opportunity, but then he bottles it. And I like the looks of. Uh, oh Christ! Probably going to. I'm just going to say Mark Warner, Amakani. Um I like him in terms of a lot of his wins have come via a uh, via submission. So he loves to. He's, he's got great ground game but he showed that he's got the explosiveness early on because I think top of my head if I remember him briefly a couple of years back finishing a guy with a flying knee immediately knocked him out within side 20 seconds so he, he can show he's got the explosiveness but on the mat is where he does his damage and I think with Danny Henry he's 12 and 3 so he's sort of up and coming that sort of aspect but it really is a tough one. <laughs> is he really up and coming? Is he really up and coming, or is he just kind of there? Well, that's true. I think he's 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 the same with Mark one. I think, yeah. Like I said, and that's the aspect they're up and coming in terms of they get they sort of this is their opportunity to yes. make themselves an up yeah. and coming contender because it's the perfect matchup on paper. I think they both got similar records: twelve, three, fifteen, four. So they're both there, thereabouts. Henry, uh, I think he's got a defeat over to Ige, so he's sort of shown his vulnerable vulnerability in terms of the aggression sort of side. Whereas Mark One, if he can sort of take him down early and use the wrestling to surprise Henry, then we could see a 
sort of a tough night at the office for Henry, and I'm going for a Mark One Amakani by a first round submission. First round submission. Mm. I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. Uh, I don't like this fight though. <laughs> no, I'm not particularly fond of this one. Yeah, let's see. Uh, Maquan opened up minus 175. He's minus 194 now. Clear, clear favorite. Uh, Henry opened mm. up plus 150. He's plus 165 now. This is just to win the fight. Yeah, I don't like this. I, I, I would, I would lean. Make one, mock one, mock one. Yeah, mock one. Yeah. yeah, I would lean him that way, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pull the trigger. Let's see your first round submission. Oh boy, I can't find anything today. Everything's all moved around. First round submission. Oh, I was looking around. Ugh, God, everything's this is a fucking nightmare. Plus three fifty. <laughs> Plus three fifty. That oh no, excuse me. Plus one twenty five. That Mach one wins by decision. Period. That's not bad. Mm. Plus 125. If you want to look at first round specifically, mm. plus 350. If you're sure he's going to win in the first round, plus 350. Mm. There you go. Well, yeah, I'm obviously, like I said, first round submission. So if you want to stick some cheeky money on that, you never know. You never know. First round submission. <laughs> like I said, it's not the most entertaining in the fights in terms of on paper. Yeah. But, um, Moving on, Leonardo Santos versus Roman Bogatov. Santos is 17-3. He's, he's getting on a bit. I think he's, he turned 40 earlier this year. And it's, I think with this one, the experience sort of might pay off in this one. It's a lightweight belt. Uh, Roman is 10-0. I think he's certainly up and coming in. Obviously, I want to keep his unbeaten streak going and it really is a tough one to call I think Bogotov he sort of relies on the wrestling and sort of he sort of obviously prefers it when he's in control on the mat and that's when he's sort of dangerous but obviously when it comes to a guy like Santos and the experience in his uh, jiu-jitsu then it might it might be a tough one for Roman um, the stand up sort of doesn't sort of favour Bogotov really. I think we've got that sort of stereotype that all Russians are wrestlers and with Bogotov, he's certainly a ground game expert as well. He's, he's very easy to hit. And I think with Santos, he's certainly developed in recent times anyway, some great power. So I think he'll have to survive the early pressure. And I think with Bogotov, he'll sort of have to rely on sort of age being a factor and sort of look to exploit that in a way because obviously like I said Santos is 40 he might be getting on a bit so the sort of youthfulness in Bogotov it might catch him early but I, I don't see that happening I think the experience might pay off in this one I think Santos will win via a first round I'm going for another first round submission here first round wow yeah he doesn't even need that much experience <laughs> to win the first round. <laughs> no, let's, uh, let's see. Santos opened up minus 181. He's minus 169 now. Mm. Uh, Roman opened up plus 155, plus 145 now. So it mm. looks like people are throwing, you know, throwing a few few bucks on, on Roman. Mm. He's what? He's 10-0 and 0 now? He yeah. Hasn't, he, hasn't, he hasn't fought in the big time right no, this is probably many, well, I'll say many, probably a fair few are backing him because of that good record. And, you know, you want to sort of 
make a claim and get himself up there in terms of the lightweight division in the future. So I can see why they put money on him to come in. He's got the 10 record. So I can see it, but I think experience will sort of leap pair okay. back to him this okay. one. It's going to be a tough one. All right. Plus 175. You're getting uh No. Yeah, no, that's right. Uh, Leonardo, pl- uh, by the submission, period, plus 175. Any round. Specifically, the first round, you're getting plus 500 there. Hmm. Yeah, so there you go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean, I'm gonna lean Roman here. Just I like, the yeah. pay, I like the payout. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna lean it though. Not, not gonna pull the trigger. <laughs> All right, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, I think we still got a fair few to go through. Yeah, we still have four fights, right? <laughs> yeah, I believe so. So we'll move swiftly on. This uh, next one's a heavyweight clash between Marcin Tybula and Maxim. Grishin, I believe Grishin has stepped in on the week's notice. I think originally it was supposed to be Alexander Romanov. And um, it's certainly going to be a tough one for Grishin. Obviously, it's not easy for a fighter stepping in on a week's notice. And with Tiberia, he's got a lot of uh, experience in the sort of heavyweight contention. And he's been in and around the game for a fair bit so step in against Marcin who's experienced in the UFC he's got the resume again he's beaten some recent guy, uh, decent guys recently so again for a guy like Maxime to come in on the week's notice to sort of put on a winning performance it's going to be a tough one however <laughs> with Oh, it's, it's, this was. A, I want to back Tiberio in this one, but anything could happen. I think Grishin, he's more of a naturally, in terms of my opinion, he's a natural light heavyweight who sort of adapts to the striking that may face him. And obviously, early on, if someone's his opponent's catching him early on, he sort of does adapt, do his way best to adapt to that and sort of stay out of range and not become an easier target. So he sort of keeps himself out of the way in terms of that and I think with Grisham for this fight I think he's really going to have to do it again because like I said he's naturally a hair light heavyweight and step up to 265 it's, it's going to be a tough one but I think Grisham does have the speed advantage like I said because he's a light heavyweight so he's got less he's, he's got to cut more weight but he's more quick in terms of on his feet in terms of on his strikes but I don't know if he's got the well-rounded Arsenal to sufficiently make up for the size advantage, uh, size decrease when it comes to, like I said, he's not light heavyweight naturally. So does he have the technical ability to go up to heavyweight and sort of mix it up against a guy like Tavar, who's a solid kickboxer and he'll look to sort of test Christian's wrestling and you never know. I think this one will go to a decision. I, I never like to bet fighters who are stepping in on short notice because obviously they haven't prepared for that set fighter and it's always tough on coming in on short notice. So I'm going for a Tibera by decision. Tibera by decision. This one's minus uh, 110 both sides. Mm. It's it's an absolute coin flip here. Mm. So you've got... I, <laughs> I don't hate it. I don't hate your play. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to lean it. I'm going to lean it with you. I'm not gonna pull the trigger. It's too close for too close for me. Mm. Uh, let's see. Tyburn wins by decision plus two twenty. 
All right, there you go. All right, next up. Oh, Christ, I'm probably going to butcher this one. Yeah. Ryan Iver versus uh, Zogas Zumagulov. <laughs> Again, we'll just take that one. Piver <laughs> uh, came into the UFC on a 12-fight and beating streak. He was on an absolute roll, but I think he lost to Kaikara France, and I think he's had some bad luck in recent times. So he wanted to sort of make up for lost time really and he'll want to get back on the winning streak but I think he came back in February and I think he beat Mark De La Rosa with like a late right hand in the second round so again he'll want to look to add to that winning streak and sort of put those early defeats behind him and against a guy like Zumagulov Christ it's going to be it's going to be an interesting one I think Zugalov, he's thirteen and three. He's had his shots in recent, like in various promotions over the in the flyweight division. So, certainly a well-established flyweight in that aspect. But um, again, I believe he came up against a former flyweight contender in Ali Bugatinov. Probably butchered that one, and. Fell short, really, and I think he lost via decision. So it, it's a tough one. I think they're both strikers. They're both going to want to keep it standing. And I think Piver will sort of want to use to want to sort of use his versatility in a, a guy like Zugalov because, like I said, they're both heavy strikers. But Zugalov, uh, Piver, sort of has the edge in terms of the wrestling and on the ground. So, whereas with Zuglov, he's very explosive and he'll look to sort of rush and close the distance on his opponents. And that might give him some issues because Piver loves loves the fights. He loves the striking. So, I think Piver's very more crisper and more well-rounded with his striking, decent on the floor. So, I think... Zumaglov's best bet is to try and sort of outstrike him and take it to the judges, but with his leg attacks. But I, I don't see that happening. I think Piver's more of a experienced, well-rounded fighter, and I think he's got the edge in terms of the striking range. Sort of outpoint uh, Zumaglov, and I think he'll take this one by decision. Piver wins by decision. Yep. Yeah, I like that. I like that. It, it, I can't find much reason to not back P- Paiva here. Mm. Uh, he opened up. Th- maybe this is. Maybe this will slow us down. Minus one eighty one is where he opened. He's minus one seventy four now. So he's getting a little bit better. The other guy. I'm not even going to try. Mm. He's plus one fifty five. <laughs> he's plus one forty nine now. So it looks like people might be backing him a little bit, but I just don't. Yeah. S- I just don't see it. Minus one seventy four is a little high, but I'm still I'm gonna lay it. I'm actually gonna bet Piva to win the fight. Minus one seventy four. Mm. Your decision here. Let's see here. I just <laughs> too many windows today. Um, Piva by decision plus one plus one twenty. Mm. There you go. All right. So that's that. And we got these two other stellar fights to talk about. <laughs> uh, the next one is Carol Rosa versus Vanessa Mello. It's, I believe it's a bantamweight clash. And I think Rosa is a former 
training partner of Andrade. I think she made her debut. Uh, I think she's she's a very good finisher. She likes to sort of a couple of uh, wins have come via stoppage, and four of them have come via TKO and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I think. Vanessa Mello is stepping up on short. She stepped up on short notice recently to face Aldana, and obviously, when you step up on short notice against a woman like Aldana, you're going to come up short. I believe she lost. So again, she stepped up recently against a woman like Tracy Cortez, and again, <laughs> lost via judges' scorecards. And I think Carol, even though she gives up a two-inch reach to Mello I think no sorry I'm giving that the wrong way around um, Mello's got the two inches less than Rosa she's her record's not perfect if I'm going to be honest with you Mello is 10 and 7 with Rosa she's 12 and 3 and she's been very impressive recently she's improved that she's capable of competing with the sort of contenders in the division she's got a, in my opinion I think this is going to be an easier, easy, well, not an easy, easy fight, but it's going to be a comfortable fight for Rosa. I think, in terms of the way they both fight, they're both similar in terms of the striking. I think um, Rosa's sort of striking and the counters, she'll be able to deal with a woman like Mello because she's just very poor when it comes to taking shots. And again, her counters aren't great. And for a woman like Rosa, who's 12 and 3, she's coming up. She's very significant in her strikes. Uh, I think with Rosa, I think in one of her recent fights against Procopio, she landed over 11 strikes per minute. So she's very quick, she's very explosive. So she'll want to... It's going to be a tough night at the office for Melo because she doesn't have the ability to put people away. And I'm, I'm leaning towards Rosa in this one, but... I think Rose is just going to pick Mello apart for the full 15. I'm going for a decision. Rose, a decision. Okay. Yeah. Got it. And it opened up minus 200 for Carol Rosa, plus 170 for Mello, and then it just took off. It's now Carol Rosa minus 240, Vanessa Mello plus 200. Mm. It's a little too much. I think you're, you're right. Uh, just looking at that really quick, it looks like Rose is going to win. Without, yeah. yeah, without much of a problem. Let's see. Decision for Rosa is, wow, minus 125 for decision. Mm. That's your first That's your first chalky line right there. That's your first, <laughs> that's your first negative line. I'm with you, though. I, I think Rosa wins. I only lean it if you're, like I said, if you just want to throw money on every fight, it's probably Rosa. Mm. All right. The last one. Final fight. Uh, Martin Davey versus Davey Grant. Um... I, this isn't the most interesting of fights, really. They're both sort of inactive. I don't think Grant's fought since 2019, whereas Davey hadn't fought a bit even longer. I think his last fight was in November of 2018. I think he had an unsuccessful series and an unsuccessful bid in the Contenders series in Dana White's. So I think he he was on a he was on a good roll. He was on a three consecutive win streaks, uh, win victory. Sorry, and that sort of set him up against. Uh, Christ, I'm probably going to butcher this one. Uh, Pingyong Liu, a Chinese fighter, and ultimately lost his. Uh, I think it was via decision. And like you said, he's been 
inactive recently and I don't think the coronavirus has helped him because I think he was scheduled to fight recently. He's had several injuries over the years. Um, but again, both these fighters, they don't really, they don't really stand out. But I'm, I'm torn with this one. I think with Martin's weaknesses, I think what's cost him is his grappling. He doesn't have the ability on the ground and Grant shows that he's not shy of taking the fight to the floor so he's got a decent ground game there but um, Martin's sort of got the habit with leading kicks and sort of not being prepared to have them caught and eventually may lead to a takedown or Davey eventually going on to catch him with a counter so it's, it's a tough one I'm going for a ground fire decision purely because Day has not fought in such a while, and this isn't this isn't the best of fights to pick, really. I think Grant is a better striker, a better strike, better striker, better wrestler. Sorry, <laughs> Christ, it's been a long day. A better wrestler, I mean, not a striker, than the likes of Liu and Day, who have obviously he's fought recently. And I think with Day, like you said, he doesn't do well against the wrestlers, against the sort of good grapplers in that division so I'm going for a grant by decision I think he's going to frustrate him on the floor for the full 15 I don't think he's got any response because like I said he hasn't fought since 2018 I believe day so I don't think he's going to help him I don't hate that play uh, let's see mm. day opened up minus 175 he's minus 163 now so for some yeah. reason he's the favorite. Grant opened up plus one fifty. He's plus one forty now. So we're seeing yeah. another case where it looks like people are back in the underdog. I don't yeah. hate that play. I think you're right. I don't. Uh, does Day remember how to fight anymore? It's been so long. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. I mean, obviously everyone throws the word ring rust in contention when you haven't fought in such a while. And I think many many people don't think that's an issue. Like ring rust doesn't exist I, I personally think it does and if you haven't fought for such a long time you just don't you, you don't have that sort of mindset I know it's going to be in an empty arena but still just that walk to the octagon let alone you haven't had that in such a long time right, I think that's right. going to be a big factor coming into this fight yeah so I'm going to lean with you uh, I'll take mm. Grant and lean I, I don't know if I'm going to pull the trigger um, Grant by decision is plus 260 it's not bad. Mm. Not bad. You're getting, no. you're getting paid on that one if it, if it pans out. <laughs> so that is it. The whole that card. The whole card. Well. Yeah. yeah. Not bad. Not bad. I learned a few things today. I learned that uh, Paige Van Zandt is a model for good reason. <laughs> yeah. So she's probably going to focus on that if she doesn't sign a, a new UFC deal after the fight because this is her last one. So yeah, she's probably going to focus on that. <laughs> Protect your face, Paige. <laughs> What else has been going on? You, how's your podcast going? You've got a separate side podcast, right? Not a side, but this is your side podcast. You've got a main podcast. Yeah. Um, obviously, don't don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong, Arch. I enjoy my time here. And I completely love coming on every. I made Friday. you. I made you who you are. Don't forget that. You made me relevant <laughs> in the podcast industry. Um, no, I think recently one of my uh, co-workers, we just were like, you know, we want to former podcast and um yeah we set that up recently and um, it's going well recently we got a couple of guests on and i think in england i'm not sure if you're familiar with guy Murbury, but with english football fans 
Uh, he's a well-known commentator. He's probably one of the best in the business. So it's good to have him on as first guest. And recently we had Adam Catterall on, who is BT Sports leading sort of UFC expert. So it's good to have him on oh, really? as well. And he, yeah, he, he was a good one. He was entertaining. If you haven't watched it, he was, he was gassing up this weekend's car, and he was he, he was so excited. He made he, he made the show a lot entertaining, to be fair. So yeah, we've had some fun recently, and hopefully we can long may that continue. Did you give us any tips on betting? No, no, no. no. He, he was very well. He, he was just like immediately off the box. Masvidal to win. He's Whoa. a Masvidal fan, if you can't tell. I guess so. So, so I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't <laughs> take too much into that. Um, he was on the same page as me. I think he said Volkanovski by decision, and I think you said Jan by decision as well. So you know what they say: great minds think alike. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So, where can they find your podcast? Um, we've got our own Facebook page called the Sports Sesh Podcast, and if you search that on Facebook, then you'll find various links to the YouTube channel and all our recent videos. So yeah, head over to the Facebook page. I think we've been going for just under two weeks, and we've nearly got over two hundred followers. It's not there too bad. Hey, not bad. Not so bad. yeah, we're getting about. So yeah, we would appreciate any form of support. The Sports Sesh Podcast on Facebook. Sports Sesh. Sports Sesh. S C H. S S E S H. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Correct. Cool. Just making sure. All right, man. Is there anything else we need to know? No. I mean, obviously, UFC. We're back. We haven't had the fight card in two weeks. So, and to have three title fights in the first card on the Abu Dhabi Fight Island. I mean, no one thought that this was going to happen. So, if you don't stay up for this one, well. Speaking from a UK standpoint, I mean, the Americans have it all easy. <laughs> if you don't stay up for this one, I mean, you can pretty much call yourself a casual because this is going to be an entertaining show. That's right, you casuals. Filthy casuals. <laughs> all right, James, get, get out of here. We talk for an hour. <laughs> Take care, mate. Bye. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.